Good morning, good morning. I pray everybody had a great uh, Labor Day. I know for the past couple weeks it's kind of been, it's kind of been taxing. It's been a lot um, to endure. It's been challenging, and so man, we always need time to decompress. Uh, man, just time to get away. Because uh, the last couple of weeks I know I've been really stretching and growing your spiritual muscles, and so I pray that this weekend was restful for everyone. As we start a new week. Um, but we're still standing, right? So praise God about that. Um, but I just want you to know, man, whatever you're currently going through, God is still, God is still going to get glory from it. Hear me? Whatever you're going through, God is still going to find a way to use it and to be glorified. And so, man, with that uh, said, let me just pray for us. And we'll let the Lord do the rest. Amen. Father, we just thank you uh, for times of rest, Lord. I just think about how on the seventh day it said that you rested and just how, um, man, you stress the importance of us finding opportunities, um, man, to not always work ourselves or to overextend ourselves, but find opportunities to, to sit back and just recover and replenish and to do so in your presence. Uh, Father, I know that's probably one of the reasons why you made this Sabbath is because you knew um, just how people are and how we need to be reminded that sometimes we need to take a, a seat and, and just relax and, and rest. And so I just pray that this weekend was restful for everybody. Um, man, but I also just thank you um, for the ways that you use the things that we endure um, to strengthen us, to stretch us, to challenge us, to grow us. And I just pray as we come together, um, that through your word, you would continue to transform our minds and our hearts, that you would speak to each one of us, that you would open up the things that we need to see in our own lives and the things that we need to share to others. And Father, I do pray specifically for the schools as they continue to press forward. I know that uh, we have several cases at different schools, Lord, and I know that can come with a lot of challenges and a lot of worries in, in, in the staff and the children and the parents, Lord. Uh, but I just pray for protection. I pray for everybody's safety and well-being. Um, I know that your hand is in this. And so I just pray that we would press into you and lean on you. And uh, we would just trust you. And so uh, we just thank you, Lord. And I just pray for great health um, for all of us and in, in our families. Um, but also those that we come in contact with, Lord. And just continue to claim the blood of Jesus. Claim your blood, Lord over ourselves and over our families, over our schools, and over our city and this world. And so we just thank you, Lord. And uh, we love you. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Amen, amen. I know uh, the COVID thing is kind of crazy, especially with schools. And so I know we got a text, I think it was today, or which is the day before or whatever, about it happening at our school and stuff. And so now both the schools that the girls go to, they're having to deal with it. But we trust God because he's faithful. But it kind of ties into what I'm talking about today because, man, the Holy Spirit really drew me to a story in Mark 6. And if you know Mark 6, this is right where I'll be picking up in, in verse 45. But right before this is when Jesus, you know, he has the the... The five loaves and the two fish, and he feeds the 5,000 people plus women and children, right? He does this miraculous thing, and everybody is just, man, 
they had more than they could ask for, right? It says that they had leftovers, 12 baskets full. And so we're going to be picking up off the story right after that. But I could just think about being in that and experiencing that, of just how amazing that had to be. Uh, I'm sure everybody was full, right? They were relaxed, they were content, they were comfortable. Um, but the funny thing about life, is especially when you have a relationship with Jesus, um, and even if you don't, uh, the funny thing about life is doesn't it seem like when things are going well or things are finally going smooth, that something always comes, right? Something comes out of nowhere. It comes to test you, to test your faith. And, man, I think about in our own lives how we could see God move and we could experience amazing things time and time after again. But then as, as soon as we have a victory, it seems like we're under attack and something else is knocking at us and trying to knock us down. Um, so I pray that as we read this story today, uh, that you would be encouraged, that you would feel empowered, and man, you would just be ready to conquer this week. And so, you have your Bible, we're going to be in Mark chapter 6, starting at verse 45. And we're going to read all the way to verse 52. And so it starts off saying, immediately after this, so after they, they, read the five, they fed the 5,000, it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he sent the people home. After telling everybody goodbye, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in the boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. He saw they were in serious trouble, rolling hard and struggling against the winds and the waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when he saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Do not be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Oof, hearts were too hard to take it in. So Jesus is walking on water, uh, right? The thing that I first want to uh, address for all of us is this. Storms will come. It doesn't matter where you're at in life, storms will come. It's a guarantee, right? I know we wish that this life could be perfect, that there would be no issues. Uh, man, just as we wait to go to heaven, that everything would run smoothly, but the facts are, we don't live in the Garden of Eden, okay? We live in a broken world. And whether we are creating problems or uh, not, um, troubles seem going to find us, right? And so, one thing that we can't do is as much as we enjoy good moments and, and great moments and good times, we have to understand that this isn't heaven. So as much as we try to make it the best life possible, we also have to understand that we can't make it into something that it isn't. Okay, so this is earth, it's a broken world. So this isn't heaven, so we can't make this heaven. We want to make it as best we can, but we got to understand that, okay? Because when we understand that, then we understand, okay, storms will come. Um, but even though they'll come, man, God is still going to work through it. And they'll even come when you're following Jesus. We see it in, in this scripture today. Uh, verse 45 says, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake. So they were being obedient, right? They were doing what Jesus asked them to do. 
And then a couple of verses later in verse 48, it says, They were in serious trouble, rowing hard, and struggling against the winds and the waves. Storms will come. In verse 48, it continues to say that um, they were in serious trouble. And, uh, you know, we you may be in a serious trouble today. You may feel like the storm is overwhelming. Uh, but no matter how hard you're rolling and you're fighting against it, you're just like, man, I'm struggling to stay afloat. I get it. We're all human. We all have a breaking point. There's only so much we can endure. Um, but that's why we place our faith in Jesus. Amen. That's why he sent us uh, an advocate to help us along these things. That's why he sent us the Holy Spirit. So that way in our weaknesses, his strengths could be displayed. In 1 Peter chapter 4, it says, uh, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials will make you partners with Christ in His suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing His glory when it is revealed to all the world. So we can't be surprised. Storms are going to come, but like the beginning of all this, I said that God is going to get glory from it. And I don't know how many times things were going good. A lot of times I would I would preach a sermon and the exact things that I talked about us having to do and things we would face is exactly what we would end up going through that week. And it happened time after time again. And I'm like, man, Jesus, so look, I'm doing what you told me to do. Like, why are these things happening? It was it was a battle. It was a struggle a lot of times because it didn't make sense. But I had to remind myself, OK, this is a broken world. Storms are going to come. But one thing that we know about all storms is eventually they pass, right? And at the end of the storm, there's always a rainbow. There's God's promise, and that's unchanging. Amen? And so we have to keep that same mind frame that it's okay. You know what? Storms are part of our journey. Storms are a part of this faith. It's going to happen. Um, but there are good news and good things we could take from it. Even when we feel like, man, we're struggling. Even when we feel overwhelmed by the situation. Um we can't be surprised or caught off guard, but we have to realize um, that God is still going to get glory out of this. Because you think about um, when you're in a storm and stuff, right? It doesn't change the fact that the sun is actually still there. The sun never changes. It's there. It just, it's just hidden. It's above all the clouds and all the rain and stuff. Well, the same things in our situation. A lot of times we can get focused too much on the storm and forget the fact that we have the sun with us. We have Jesus with us. Uh, so I came here to tell you if you're in a storm today, if you're in serious trouble, if you're struggling, if you're giving it all that you have, but you feel like you're barely staring afloat, there's good news. And it's this. Take courage. Jesus is there. Take courage. Jesus is there. Now, I know you can look around sometimes at other people's situations and you can see God moving. And then you look at your situation, you look at the storm you're facing and you'll be like, Jesus, where are you at, man? You see what's going on. I'm calling you. I'm asking you, where are you at? But oftentimes, we don't always see the other side of it. When the other people were asking and wondering the same thing that we're experiencing. And we even see it in what we read today. It talked about the disciples in verse 46. It said that he went up on the hills by himself to pray. And then it went on to elaborate to say that the disciples were on the lake and Jesus was on land. And so... You might be feeling like the disciples. Man, Jesus, where are you at? The disciples felt this literally. And at times, physically, we feel the same way. But family, please listen to me when I say this. Take courage because Jesus is always there. 
and I want to show you how. Before I show you that, though, I want I want you to see if you caught what Jesus was doing whenever he was MIA, when, the, when nobody could find him. What did it say he was doing? He was praying. So Jesus was praying, and I, and I point this out because I want you to see that even when you don't feel like Jesus is near, even when you don't see him in your situation, it doesn't change the fact that God is always moving, that God is always working. And if he's, he's doing something, that should be an encouragement to know that, man, nothing can stop him. Amen? But now let's continue. Verse 48, it says, He saw they were in serious trouble. He saw they were in serious trouble. So take courage, because even when Jesus physically doesn't feel near, you will never leave his sight. Amen? He's still watching out for you. He's still looking out for you. He still knows exactly what's going on in your situation. And there's more on top of this. Because you continue on verse 48. It says about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on water. So it doesn't matter how severe the storm is. When Jesus sees you, not only does he see what's going on, but he's going to come towards you. Okay, He's going to make his presence felt. Mm -mm -mm, that's good. Verse 50, it says, They were all terrified when they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Do not be afraid. He said, Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat, and the wind stopped. Jesus is telling you today, Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. He's not just watching you. He's not just coming towards you, but he's willing to climb into your boat. And help calm the waters to help you get to the other side. Amen. Praise break. We got to give a praise break. Hallelujah, man. That's good news, church. Take courage because Jesus is still there. I love what it says in Hebrews chapter 13 verses 5 and 6. It says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we could say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Say with confidence, he ain't never going to fail you, he ain't going to abandon you. He's right there. And that's what's actually scripture dating back to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6 and uh, also Psalms 118 that they combine those things. But it's just a reminder for us that Jesus is there. And if Jesus is there... And the things that we're experiencing in our storms, in our walk, in our faith, man, we know that he's at work. We know that he's moving through it, and we know that he's going to help us see the other side. Amen? So storms are going to come, but we can take courage. We can't let it affect us. Like It's going to affect us some way, but we can take courage and hold on to the truth that Jesus is always there, and he's going to help us get through it. Because here's the third thing. Lessons over blessings, okay? Lessons over blessings. We got to make sure that we focus on the lesson over the blessing. Think about it. Before the storm came, they were already in a situation. Um, it already seemed like there was no solution, but Jesus made a way. He fed everyone. There was actually more than enough. They had leftovers, um, and they saw something that was amazing, right? But before they could get too comfortable in that moment, Jesus told them, hey, it's time to go. Remember, we read in verse 45, it said immediately he told them, hey, get up, come on, let's roll. Get up in that boat. It's time to go across. Church, I want you to know um, that it's always good to celebrate moments that God moves in your life. 
Um, but it's not a place for us to camp out, to live forever. Make sense? We want to praise. We want to give him the glory all the time. But it's not a place we want to stay stuck. I don't know too many times people reminisce about the past. Oh, man, I miss the good old days and this and that. Well, like, that's cool, right? That's cool to remember those things. But we can't miss what's right in front of us. And we know if God did great things back then, that should be even more exciting for what's to come. We should be filled up. We should be, man, just set on fire, expecting God to do even greater things on the days ahead and the days we currently are going through. Amen? Verse 52, it says, They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracles of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. When we focus too much on the blessing, we miss the lesson from the blesser. Let me say that again. When we focus too much on the blessing, we miss the lesson from the blesser. So their focus was off. And because of it, they missed the lesson from the free, the previous challenge that they were just in. So now they're in the storm. They see Jesus move. He calmed it. He did all these things. But if we're not careful, we can miss the lesson. And God's always trying to stretch us. He's always trying to grow us. And he's always giving us something new to help us for the next season to be prepared for. But if we just focus on how he came through, then we might miss some of the ways that he was working previously. Make sense? Pray that makes sense. In 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verses 6-9, through 9, it says this, Yet truly godliness with contentment itself is great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. See, that's key to listen to because focusing on the blessing, <laughs> focusing on the blessings takes your eyes off the blesser and it can lead you down a path you were never meant to go. And because of what do we say, right? There's lessons in this. And so it's meant to be a building block for our faith to grow us into a deeper uh, relationship with Jesus, deeper love, deeper trust. Um, because what I say earlier, right? Storms will come, your faith will be tested, and trials are going to take place. And that is why God is always looking for us not to be content, but to grow us. And I remember like in the very beginning of our faith, um, man, I could, I could name so many different stories though, but early on, when I first got saved, I was like, man, God's going to fix all my problems. That's it. That's all I had to do. Surrender my life, right? I thought everything was good. I'm good. Well, I quickly found out that's not that's not how it works. I remember one time I was at work, right? I go to have lunch. I end up getting pulled over. Okay, me and a coworker, we get pulled over. And they said, man, you know what? You got no insurance. We're impounding your vehicle. You don't have no license. We're going to cut you a break. So I was like, man, this sucks, man. So I called up Desiree and I told her, hey, man, they ain't pounding the car. She's like, what? We're supposed to, how are we going to get the kids from school and this and that? So she borrows uh, her sister's truck. Well, I don't know, probably 30 minutes later, she calls me and she's upset. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Well, she ends up wrecking the truck while she's going to go take the, picking up the kids from school. And so they take that car. And so now I'm like, oh, man. The problems just keep getting bigger. I'm like, what in the world is going on? So now I got two cars impounded. One of them, they're talking about is total. It's not even our vehicle. 
And I'm like, man, God, I, I thought this life was going to be easy with you. Like, what, what's going on? But he reminded me that he was with me. Because it happened on the day that I got paid. And I was able to actually get insurance for both vehicles. Get them both out the impound. And the truck that got in a wreck, man, it was probably like a $100 fix to get it fixed. And it ran fine. And so God let me know in that moment that he was still there. He was letting me know that I needed to fix some things in my life. I needed to get my license. I needed to have insurance on the vehicle, right? Um, but he was reminding me to take courage. Like, just because the storm comes, it doesn't change the fact that he's still with me. And he's still going to provide. And he's still going to show me some things. And there's still opportunities for me to grow and that lesson to be gained. I can't just miss the blessings of being able to financially. Because if it would have happened on a different day, I would have been stuck. I don't know what we would have done. But it happened on the day I got paid. I had just enough money to take care of the things that we needed to at home, the bills and stuff, and still have enough to cover all these things, which it doesn't make sense at the time. Um, but all I can say is God is good. God is faithful. But he taught me a lesson, right? Some of these things I could have avoided if I would have had insurance on the car. Kind of caused it to myself. All these different little things trickled down. And it led to a storm that I kind of created, but also didn't see coming. Sometimes they just come at you. Um, but it doesn't take, doesn't change the fact that we could take courage because Jesus is there. Amen? And so my challenge for all of us this week is, is very simple. is be courageous. Be courageous, church. Storms are part of life. But thankfully, so is Jesus. So is his presence. So is the ability to... To weather these storms in Him so that way we can learn and we can grow and be better prepared for the next season, for the next storm. And we can teach others the same thing. And so I pray uh, that this week, no matter what you would come across, that you would just take courage. That you would be courageous. Uh, that you would say, okay, yeah, okay God, I see you moving through this. This situation kind of looks bleak. It, look, it looks messed up. Um, but you're a faithful God. I know you're a God that's working. And I know this is going to actually gonna make me stronger. It's going to make me better. And it's only for temporary. It's only for a season. And I'm getting ready to be on the other side like we've been talking about. So be courageous. Stand your ground. Keep praising the Lord. Keep doing what is right. And watch what God does. Amen. Let me pray for us. And that will be for the word for this week. Father, I just thank you. Um. That even though storms are going to come, Father, you try to make us aware of it so we're not caught off guard. Um, you try to help us be equipped so we could better handle them. But ultimately, Lord, you remind us time and time again that in you, uh, not only can we endure these things, but we can overcome them. And we can become even better and greater from them. And that you never stop working. And so I just pray that this week, each one of us would be courageous uh, no matter what obstacles we face, we will continue to praise you. We will continue to look for how you're moving in the situation. And even when we feel like you're distant, uh, man, it wouldn't change the fact that you're there and that you're doing work. And so, Father, I just pray uh, that we would all be encouraged this morning, that we would all have a great week, um, but that we would always focus on the lessons and not the blessings. So we're focusing on you and not the things that come as a result of a relationship with you. And so I just thank you for your truth. I thank you for your love. And I thank you for the way uh, 
um, that your hand is always covering us, that you go before us, that you got our backs, and that you work through us. Father, may you get all the glory in our life, and may you be lifted up in the areas that need lifting. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, I love y'all. God bless y'all. I look forward to seeing everybody this weekend. And uh, if you got a prayer request, send them in. Other than that, catch y'all later.